welcome to the Holistic Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Georgina Winderbank, a qualified naturopath, a holistic sleep consultant, a mother to a little boy, and I have been pregnant four times. At the Holistic Sleep Project and through my membership, The Sleep Collective, I have helped countless families locally and internationally resolve their sleep issues, which affect not just babies and toddlers, but the entire family unit and how smoothly it functions. My approach is unique as it is completely holistic, just like the naturopathic philosophy. Naturopathy and holistic sleep together create a deeper understanding between the philosophy of sleep and its relationship to other crucial parts of child development. In this podcast, you will learn plenty of solutions and gain an abundance of knowledge so you can confidently tackle any sleep challenge that comes your way. These discussions will address child sleep as well as nutrition, emotional well-being, resilience and experiencing family loss and trauma. This is an informative, thought-provoking podcast about pregnancy, parenting and of course sleep. I am so glad you're here as we navigate together one of the toughest jobs in the world and reduce sleep deprivation in the process. Let's get started. Welcome to the Holistic Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Today, it is just me and it is a bonus episode about travel, sleep and our little ones, how to maintain great sleep while we're traveling with our little ones and not have a difficult holiday, but still are able to relax and be really confident that your little one is still going to continue to sleep and sleep well as you go off on your adventures. Now, many families that I come across, this is a real sticking point. This is a real point of anxiety. They're worried about how they're going to maintain sometimes the work that we've done, how they're going to maintain such great transformations, even though they're going away. Or sometimes these are questions that come up in DMs. And they're wondering how they can still have sleep, but still get out and about and how they're going, the little ones are going to handle new accommodation. Most families are going away in some capacity leading to Christmas at Christmas time. And of course, in the next 12 months, everybody is going to be going away to some, in some way. Now that might be a weekend away to friends' houses, which we did heaps of with our little one overnights and things like that. It might be going to friends and family a couple of hours away drive or interstate if you're going on a plane ride. It might be Christmas Day that you're concerned about or lots of festivities that are happening for families over that period. Or it might be an overseas trip that is coming up. So in some way, everybody, I'm sure, will be changing the environment their little one sleeps in and there poses the anxiety. So on this bonus mini episode, I'm just going to be running you through three of the core tips that are going to help you with maintaining sleep during this period of time. So the first one is planning. Now, that may sound boring to some people. Planning is not very exciting for some people. I love it. I'm a very much a list person and I love ticking off those things as I go through my list. Doesn't mean I necessarily like packing. I do a lot of packing and a lot of traveling, but I don't necessarily like packing, but I like to be prepared. So some of the things that you need to think about with a little one is climates, different climates that you might be going to. You might Google the weather that it commonly is at that time of year, or you might know people in that, in that 
area at that time, but you also need to prepare for differing lowering temperatures. So what I mean is how low does the temperature get overnight? Is it really hot during the day, but then it gets low overnight? These are all the things that you need to plan for. So you need to plan for outfits, of course, and you need to plan for sleep wear according to the differing temperatures that you might encounter. You also want to think about car trips and plane trips. And that's, yes, in terms of clothing, but also in terms of entertainment, in terms of timing. How are you going to navigate their naps while you drive? Especially if it's a long drive. That's a really big sticking point for families. Even in my membership, the Sleep Collective, that's probably one of the most commonly asked questions is, how can I still get my little one these naps, but we have to drive three and a half hours north? So these are the things that you need to try and plan and prepare for and strategize before the event rather than just going with the flow. If you plan, then the fallout will be less. And if you don't plan, by fallout, I guess I mean you're going to have possibly a child that slept too much on a car or a plane trip, which means they may not be tired when it comes to night and you may get bedtime resistance, you may get night waking and early rising. Equally, you may have a child that doesn't sleep enough while you're traveling, so you will get the same things. Bedtime resistance because they're so overtired, night waking and early rising. So it's worth doing this planning. You also want to think about the accommodation that you're choosing and whether you're room sharing with your little one or whether you have more than one child so they will be room sharing and making appropriate organization you know about the bed structure so how's the bed structure going to work what is the bed structure can you move the beds around where are you going to put the porticot do you normally disrupt your little one when they're in the porticot so is there a way around that um all these sort of things that you really need to think about it's also possible that they might your little ones might be too young for certain types of holidays and i think one of those areas could be camping because tents get incredibly hot and unless you've got a powered site and the capacity to put a fan or something in there, maybe this is just not the right time. If we're talking about really young babies, maybe it's not the right time. I think that's that's something that has to be considered. You also might think about their personality and how, you know, how sensitive are they to noise in terms of something like a camping trip. If you're got your tent and you're right next to the next person's tent, is that going to pose a problem? We went caravanning when my little guy was two years and nine months for the very first time. And he's a a dynamite sleeper because of all the work that I've done with him. And he was my first client essentially. And when he went, he was in a cot obviously at that time. And all of a sudden he was in this caravan and it had the bit that pushes out as a bend. And it was this huge, wide, open space. And there were these people that were behind us who were so loud. They were Korean family, in fact, two Korean families, and they were so loud in their speaking. And it was just for a child who's not usually bothered by the environment and can really sleep anywhere with any level of noise, because it was such a different sleep space and there was really no sort of firm boundary that he was used to, the, the white noise wasn't doing anything. It was so, so loud. So it took us a really long time to settle him to sleep. 
So you might even think if that was the case, you know, which is the best place for if it was a caravan, it was an older child, a two, three, four, five-year-old, which is the best place for them to sleep? How are you going to arrange everything to get the optimal sleep environment? You might also choose a different type of year. So maybe camping is appropriate but not in high summer. So that's the first thing, planning everything. And the other thing too is planning snacks, planning food, all that sort of stuff. You don't want to be stuck in a position where you don't have enough snacks and they're hungry because that will cause meltdowns that we don't necessarily want and can avoid. And, of course, you want to have nutritional food that you can provide when you're travelling. The second one is to prioritise sleep. So this can challenge some families because they really just want to go with the flow. They want to get out and about. They want to hang out with friends and family and really not have to do things as they often do back at home. However, I believe you can do both. And I had a, I have a podcast episode coming up actually, my next one, which is a guest interview, and we talked about how routine actually creates freedom. This has always been my belief and I talk about this in my membership as well and with my clients if you know when your little one is due for a nap then you know when you can either go for that pram ride or you would know let's say they're on one nap and it's a two-hour nap in the middle of the day then you can get out and about in the morning this is what we did we've been overseas when he was I think about 19 months old in Bali we used to go out in the morning and then come back for that two-hour nap and then all either all have a nap or me and my husband would have a swim at the pool at the villa and then we would go back out as a family again. Another situation around that one was when he was younger and we went to Thailand. He was seven, uh, 10 months old and Singapore and he was on, I think, about two one-hour naps. And so we would do those naps either on the go in the pram or come back for the hour, have the nap, and then go again. They are at differing times of the day versus the one-hour nap. But you've got to go with the flow and, and prioritise their sleep needs at the time. Going with what you want is going, isn't necessarily going to be possible. You can definitely chat to the people around you and say, look, you know, in my case, my son has a nap at let's say it was 12.30, he has a nap at 12.30 to 2.30, we can either meet in the morning for a play or we can meet for an early dinner. It's just about being really open and being transparent and changing and shifting according to your child's sleep needs and that won't always be the way. The next time you go on holidays and for us the next time after that he was two and a half, so that was different again and then the next time after that is the holiday we've just been on where he was six and we went to Europe and Dubai, six different countries And that was really different because there was no naps and, in fact, there was no prams and I was really worried about how I was going to, you know, could he handle, did he have the stamina to do all that walking that you do in Europe and how is he going to cope with not having naps along the way, of which he absolutely coped in terms of the energy. The sleeping on the plane was a challenge that we've never had before and that was difficult because there are no naps, as I say. So it's really just he, you, all you can do is turn off the screens when they're much, much older, turn off the screens. There's not a lot you can do. Whereas when he was 10 months old, he was in the bassinet. When he was 19 months old, I think he slept across us easily and bang on time. When he was two and a half, he was lucky enough to be in business. So that was easy. We just reclined his chair. But at six years old, it was a whole different scenario. 
So you really want to make sure that you've planned that day and you know where they're going to have their naps. Is it going to be in the pram? Is it too hot to be in the pram? And that was definitely something we encountered in Singapore and we've had that in Queensland as well. When we travelled, he was four months old and 17 months old to, to Queensland. What is the best way to arrange the naps that day? And where will you be for dinner? So is it best to go for an early dinner, depending on what time restaurants and cafes open, where you're going to go? Do you need a four o'clock dinner? Are the restaurants not open till 5.30? So it's going to be a 5.30 dinner. And you'll take them to dinner and then you'll get them home on time. Or what we did for Thailand is for some nights we did that. We had an early dinner and we were back for normal bedtime. For other nights we walked him until he was asleep at his normal bedtime because there's no point doing it beforehand because I won't necessarily go to sleep because the sleep pressure is not there. So we walked him and sometimes it took quite a while in that hot environment. It was nice, obviously, but it was quite warm. He finally went to sleep and then he lay in the pram while we had dinner and then we transferred him into the porter cot back at the accommodation. So think about where you're going to be having your dinner that night, where they're going to be having their naps that day. And even think about things like, does your child even sleep in a pram? Because maybe that's not appropriate for you either, or they might be having a nap in the carrier as you're, for their nap as you're having your lunch. But you need to think about what works for them and make sure that you're really realistic and honest with yourself about that. You also might think about dividing and conquering. So if they were on a one nap, they're a toddler and they're on one nap and you really don't want to go back to the accommodation and you're having a great time with friends and family by the pool, maybe one of you go back and you do that nap and maybe that person will get a nap as well at the same time and you might alternate and share that responsibility. Or maybe there's a you've got a couple of families there and they all nap around the same time so one person goes back and does it one day and you alternate that process. And the last tip today but I've got something really interesting and fantastic to announce at the end of this information. The last tip for today is to still play. So it's really important to still play, even though we're planning and we're prioritising our sleep and while we're travelling with our family. It's still important to play, of course, and have fun. But the best kind of play is when a child is well-rested. We can be way more intentional and proactive with our children if we are well rested. If we've gone away for a beautiful summer holiday or somewhere really warm, thinking we're going to have a great holiday and yet we're waking every morning at 5 in the morning and 5.30 and we're spending hours and hours trying to settle our little one at bedtime or we're waking frequently overnight, you're not going to have much patience during the day for their meltdowns and no doubt they will be really emotional because they haven't had the sleep that they need. So it's in everyone's best interest that we do plan and prioritise sleep so that we can play. So there you have it, my three main tips which are going to create a really restful holiday for you and your family to make sure that you still get sleep and stay on track while going off on family adventures. Plan, make sure you plan, number one was plan, make sure you plan everything from accommodation to room sharing to the car trip, the plane trip, all of it. Make sure you plan to some degree. Continue to prioritise sleep was tip number two. So even though you're out and about and you're still able to get out for some naps, 
make sure you prioritize. So you're always putting sleep at the front of your mind as you're planning the day and then planning the night. And tip number three was play. Ensure that you do have fun and you do enjoy these family time and create special memories. And the best way to have so much play intentionally and with lots of energy is to plan and prioritize, which are the earlier first two tips. So there's those tips, but I actually am announcing a free masterclass that's going to be held on Monday, December 4th at 7.30 on this topic. So all about how to have a successful family holiday while still maintaining sleep for your little one and your whole family, let's face it. So we're going to be going into way more nitty-gritty about travel and how to work out the logistics of some of the things that I've mentioned today. So we will talk about how to schedule your car naps, how to break them up, how to make sure that we are getting the sleep that we need to while we're in the car. And on the plane, I'm going to give you how to structure flights how to choose the flights which are best for your family, how to get them to sleep on the plane and make sure you're not missing any nap in that family that everybody seems to look at when they're screaming on the way up or way down because the child is so overtired because they haven't been able to get the sleep that they need. We all fear being that family. I know I do. We're also going to talk about how to entertain our little ones for long car trips and for plane trips. I'm going to teach you how to choose the right accommodation based on the temperatures. So how do we know what's going to work? How do we know that our child will be cool enough or it'll be warm enough? Because if you don't have those things right, then you're going to have a really uncomfortable child that's either waking a lot or can't get to sleep in the first place. And I'll also be telling you what you need to take or how you can set up that room where they will be sleeping at the Airbnb um with the family holiday overseas at friends houses what are you going to need and how are you going to set up that room so that it is conducive to sleep and much 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 more there is so much that we're going to discuss on this free masterclass. if you're going away which as i said at the beginning of the podcast episode you will be going away in some capacity so whether it's a night away to friends and you're just going there for dinner but you need to set up the porter cot and make sure that your child does sleep so you have the best opportunity to have a great night if it's a weekend away to family whatever it is a plane trip a big family holiday some you will all be going away in some capacity so this masterclass is going to be valuable for everybody that is listening so you just need to save your seat The link for saving your seat is going to be in the show notes. It's also in the link in the bio on Instagram for the Holistic Sleep Project page. It's all over the shop. It's also on the website. It's everywhere. So don't forget to grab your seat so that you can come along on the 4th of December. And the last thing I just wanted to mention today is it would be so valuable if you could review this podcast. You might have listened to some other episodes as well. I have some epic episodes and interviews coming up. If you can review and give a five-star rating, that means that more families can understand, in this case, how they can have a successful trip while still maintaining sleep. And there's so many different episodes that are up here and I'm really thoughtful and conscious about my content. So if you could give a review, that means more families can see this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe because the episodes do come out at different times because I try and get really great, relevant guests to 
a holistic way of thinking when it comes to sleep. So they may not be weekly, they're really thoughtful, they're really conscious, and if you subscribe, you won't miss an episode. And lastly, if you know someone that's going away, which is pretty much everybody (laughs) in the next few months, and you also know that they're concerned about how they're going to keep on track with their sleep, please share this episode. Thank you so much for being here today and enjoy the holidays. If you enjoyed this episode, learned something or felt moved by a topic that was discussed, please share it with another parent who you think would enjoy this episode. Also, don't forget to leave a review on the platform where you listen to this podcast so more families can be empowered about their child's sleep. Make sure to follow me on Instagram so you can get more sleep tips that will help you improve your child's sleep today and head to my website if you would like to work one-on-one with me. Until next time, happy sleeping.